It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Calgary, Alberta. Anthony Jufri is founder and CEO of Avenue Living Asset Management, which has assets of more than $1 billion, including more than 8,000 residential rental units in Western Canada. Welcome to the show, Anthony, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Mario, thank you for having me. It's an honor to talk to you today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Anthony, where you're from and how you started Avenue. Born and raised Calgarian. I basically came from an entrepreneurial family. Um, my dad, 92, is still very active in business, and really he's been my inspiration and uh, I guess my North Star in terms of growing businesses. And I've now been in some entrepreneurial bend for the better part of 27 years. So I'm 45. I started early. Really have never looked back with various enterprises uh, crossing the, the food industry, um, light manufacturing, distribution, the last 13 years with um, multifamily and real estate. Certainly, uh, that's now been the focus and has been the focus for some time. Did, did you need financing when you first started Avenue? We did. I came into the real estate business basically as an accidental tourist. Brother closest to me was in real estate and frankly asked me to uh, help him with his real estate practice when I was in between uh, consulting arrangements. and. Uh, I joined up with him, really enjoyed it. Started basically as a realtor, built kind of a basket of investors that I was in on the micro investment side. So buying duplexes, sixplexes, eightplexes for them. And it inevitably realized that I was best suited basically to manage my own portfolio. As I generated or harnessed commissions, I parlayed all of my commissions where I bought my first rental properties. With some level of success from there, went on to... Uh, Start looking at more larger scoped uh, multifamily assets. Initially started actually in as a condo converter in Calgary, buying rental apartment buildings in the Beltline, converting them, stratifying the title, and in turn uh, selling them off to investors. So as a result, we started to look in other areas like Brooks, Alberta, uh, Lethbridge, places where really wasn't necessarily touched with the uh, propulsion of the oil and gas industry and uh, created real estate markets. So back then we tried to play where no one else wanted to play. And um, at that moment in time, as we started to look at larger assets, typically I started with friends, family, close business associates, which um, they were the, the conduits to down payments, to the ability to actually close on assets in the early years. What is your uh, plans for the company's future and expansion? What I like to do is uh, continue doing the same thing over and over again if it works. Um, it's really, we've developed a business plan, you know, certainly through developing that business plan, I've made probably 10,000 mistakes. And as a result, what I want to do is take advantage of the pivots and the adaptation from those mistakes and continue to grow the platform. Being based in Calgary as an entrepreneur, what are some of the good points of doing business here? Calgary, Alberta, it's, in my view, it's, you know, it's the epicenter of Calgary for entrepreneurship. Whether we look at the resource industry, whether we look at real estate, there's just some incredible men and women that have built businesses here. So it's very entrepreneurial focused when I speak specifically about multifamily. Really blessed to be in an industry whereby we have the likes of Boardwalk, 
and Main Street, really great peers. You know, I don't consider them competitors. I consider them peers, great entrepreneurs in behind those companies that uh, really have been a supportive and really kind of set an incredible standard for entrepreneurship within the city. What are the, some of the tough things uh, and challenges uh, of uh, being an entrepreneur in this city? Certainly there is what I would like to call in some respects a prairie disadvantage. Really, when you look at, obviously, um, you look towards the east, uh, Toronto, etc., you really see that that is kind of the financing mecca for Canada. The struggle that we have with Alberta, Saskatchewan, is we don't have the populace for the population. Alberta is typically known for resources. So the one thing that I would say that myself and the team at Avenue Living have constantly had to contend with is swimming upstream in terms of the rationalization and the understanding of the prairie markets. We've managed to adapt, we've managed to grow through that, but that in itself, you know, we've taken that negative and we've, we've, we've educated people as we've turned it into a positive, but certainly, you know, at first blush would be considered something uh, not necessarily um, as attractive as some other markets. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in Calgary where you'd like to go to recharge or just get inspired and think about your business? One of my hobbies um, is I do Ironman triathlons. I've uh, just completed my 16th Ironman triathlon. So um, it's a long when I do go out and race. It's a very long day to yourself. So in preparation for all of my races, typically speaking, I'm out and about on the Calgary pathways. I swim in the outdoor lakes in the summertime, and typically I'm riding either in the mountains and the foothills and around Calgary. What that does, it provides me with a sense of peace and really that that peaceful state where I can actually contemplate and strategize. Knowing what you know about Calgary now, what advice would you give entrepreneurs and how to start a business in the city? That's a good question. And at first blush, what I would say is that typically speaking, depending on what type of entrepreneurship we're talking about, are we looking for entrepreneurship in order to create a job? Are we looking to scale a business? Those are, to my view, two entirely different types of entrepreneurship. Um, the hobbyist versus someone who's uh, prepared to do no different than what I, talk, I just talked about in terms of an Ironman. Entrepreneurship really is an Ironman piece. It's a seven-day-a-week job, 24-7. So what I would say, a lot of the best opportunities are, are, are lying in plain sight. You can actualize upon them and making sure that you dream big enough. That's the one thing that it's just as hard to do something small as it is to do something big. In fact, in a lot of cases... The big stuff is easier and really having the ability to adapt and to pivot based on, you know, whatever, whatever the market or whatever the situation throws at you. By virtue of doing that, you're going to get there. But it's really just sticking in the moment. What's the first hour of your day look like? Um, do you have a specific ritual or routine in the morning to get you going? Typically speaking, it's, it's an early start right after five. Typically starts with a workout. <laughs> Um, it's after that, it's uh, spending some time with the family. I have, I'm blessed to have four children and, and a loving home and wife, and uh, we try and spend time to have a coffee together after that. The days where I can drive my kids to school, I want to set my day off right by seeing them off because that's what I do all this for. I work my way into understanding my schedule, and then typically I go back-to-back -back meetings till sometime in the evening. When you think of entrepreneurs, uh, you know, do you think they have to be a little different, a little weird uh, uh, or unique? Uh, are they wired differently? I think, you know, 
in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to understand failure. You have to understand that the chips are typically down and you really have to be a glass half full person. Uh, entrepreneurship is typically for the optimist with a can-do attitude. So I would say, yes, definitely speaking, you have to be comfortable in your own space. You know, I use Ironman as a good example of when I'm out there for 10 or 12 hours, typically on course, I'm by myself in my own head. Really, that's no different than being an entrepreneur. To do that, you're typically wired differently than your average person because mm-hmm. that's a lot to contemplate in a day. Is there any books you're reading right now? I am, and it was given to me by my executive coach, which uh, I was very thankful for. It was called The Way of the Shepherd. And really what it does is it focuses on leadership. And it was just, it's a short, quick read. I just read it on a flight coming back uh, from a recent trip, and I, I would recommend it. It was fantastic. And in the past, uh, can you recommend any books uh, for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe a book that, uh, that resonated with you and helped you along your journey? One series of books that, that I always hold near and dear to me would be the Malcolm Gladwell books. I really enjoy those. They really resonate with me. Um, there's a series of them there that just really kind of fit part and parcel with entrepreneurship. Are there any um, online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis for work? I do. I, I just mentioned one in which, you know, obviously my, the, the book, the person who suggested the book was my executive coach. For mm-hmm. me, you know, I think it threads back into entrepreneurship. As I said, it's a very lonely road. And typically speaking, you're out there by yourself doing the best that you can, but you only know what you know. And so the one thing that I find that's been extremely effective for me is working with an executive coach. What I do is I recommend that all of my senior team uses an executive coach. In fact, I pay for it. And really what it does is it provides an incredible amount of tools and or perspective that allows leaders to lead. Now, obviously, you're a very busy guy and uh, with, uh, with work. How do you find the time to get that balance between your work life and your personal life? I actually have one sentence that I use probably 10 times a day, which is, why wouldn't I and why wouldn't we? I get inspired by trying to, trying to do everything. That sense of balance, the commitment to balance is something that I strive for every day. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I, at least it allows me to want to achieve. And I consider myself a lifelong learner, whatever I do do. So in doing that, um, I, try and, I try and balance everything off. To be, to, I basically look at circles around and I can't focus on one side of the circle. I have to focus on both sides. Now, if you weren't doing what you're doing now as a profession, what would you like to do? I would say that after 27 years of entrepreneurship, it's pretty safe to say that I would land in something. I don't know what it would look like. For me, what I find, everyone needs to create their purpose. What I now genuinely found of my purpose is building businesses. That's what I thrive off of, the interaction with people, uh, learning how to lead effectively. Um, learning how to create jobs, uh, returns for shareholders, all of that is, is really something that gets me up in the morning, gets me excited, regardless of industry. Very agnostic that way. If there's a job out there that you would not like to do, is, uh, can you name one? 
I have been brought up in a family where you do what you have to do. So I think I've done a lot of some, a lot of jobs that I didn't necessarily enjoy working for my father, you know? Um, but what I would say is, you know, there's nothing that I wouldn't do. I will try everything once. And I, I've gained a ton of learns from working with working manual labor on the backs of moving trucks to, you know, essentially doing direct sales. I, I would say that there isn't anything because I always get something out of it. Now in business, is there a favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Yeah, there, there's many. My team makes fun of me a lot because uh, I have an analogy for everything. My, my good friend, Tom Spalatini um, from Spalumbos said something to me once that resonated with me and it really, it, what it does is it gives me a sense of grounding and perspective every time I'm dealing with somebody. And he said to me one day, he said, Anthony, just remember one thing. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. So what that really uncovers is the fact that people are people and everybody's doing their best every day. And we all have seasons and reasons for the things that we do. So really, that's one of my guiding, you know, my guiding lights and kind of my guiding mantras, really to, to gain perspective on whatever's being thrown at me that particular day. Is there a, a least favorite word or sentence that you don't like to hear? We can't. That's typically what it is. I don't do well with negativity. I, I am, I'm happy if something doesn't work to, to pivot and to spin away from it. But I have very much a can-do attitude and a why-not attitude. I don't typically do well with negativity. That's just something that, uh, that I know about myself and I try to avoid it. Is um, there a one word or two words that you would uh, say would describe yourself? Um, and what would they be and, and why? I would say hyper-focused on my task. I have the ability to parallel task, multitask at a particularly odd level. I, I don't know how else to describe it. And I, I have an uncanny memory, so... It allows me to be able to do many things kind of in parallel. So that's how I would describe myself. And that's really been part of my success in business. Is there anything that keeps you up at night these days? You know, as a consummate entrepreneur, the one thing that keeps me up at night is there's a lack of fire or desire for people to go into traditional entrepreneurship, start those businesses, take a chance. People are way too comfortable. That's something that keeps me up at night because I think that, you know, from my end, the world is a better place when people are swinging for the stars and landing on the moon every single day. Now, everyone has a bucket list these days. What's uh, at the top of your bucket list? Well, this year or next, I'm um, just trying to figure out my timeline is to do an ultra marathon swim. So I've done lots of ultra marathons, marathons, Ironman. So my next athletic endeavor is to uh, do an ultra marathon swim. I also have obviously my bucket list also includes a lot of travel. I, I'm a, I love to travel. I love to see the world. I love to experience different cultures and people and foods. And so certainly I, I have a number of different special sites of, around the world that I'd like to see. So it's, uh, and, it, and it never evolves. Do you have any advice that you may have re uh, received over the years that you can pass along to entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs? One thing that I would say for sure, and a lot of the time, it's, 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 the, it's the wisdom of the ages. It's albeit we, we look at things maybe with a different cast or a different light. A lot, of the, a lot of the old principles hold true. When I've talked to my dad, who's a lifelong entrepreneur, I mean, what I quickly realized after a conversation, I know what he has already forgotten. 
And so really trying to harness those old, those old world skills and really understand not everything has to be recreated. Not everything has to be the new way. In a lot of cases, the old way works. We just have to find the time, you know, to have some silence to kind of make the world slow down a bit and center ourselves to actually hear that. Imagine this, there's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth with no internet. We're going to drop you off there and you won't have a computer or smartphone, tablet, any sort of device. You can use the phone booth uh, anytime to call the boat and we'll come pick you up. Uh, so now, how long would you last before you made that call and what would you do uh, while you were there? If I don't live in a barrier, in some form of chaos, being obviously multitasking, etc., I, I typically am not my best self. So I would say, depending on what I had on the go and what I was focused on or what, what was around me in the peripheries, would be the time would be the time in which it took me to walk to that phone booth and make the call. Mm -hmm. If I was focused on I need to get some training in, I could be there for a couple of weeks. So it just really is a season and a reason for me. It just depending on what that goal was and the mindset that I was in that day. Is there anything you'd like to add, uh, Anthony, before you leave us today? There's a lot of focus these days on entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. It's, it's not necessarily a lost art, but it's really something that I think if we want to progress the economy, Alberta, Canada, as, as a real force, what we really have to do is maybe recenter ourselves and focus on the stuff that made us great, which were the long-standing history of entrepreneurs in this country and especially in this province and the city. Is there a way that listeners can get a hold of you if they want to get in touch? Best way to get in touch with me would be via LinkedIn. I typically respond to everybody and anybody who reaches out in some capacity and uh, always looking to increase my network and uh, talk, to, talk to people because you never know think where things are going to go. Some of my best connections, networks, and ideas have come from people randomly reaching out and uh, I take that very seriously and it's, I, I treat it as an honor. Thanks, Anthony, for being our guest on Calgary's podcast. I've learned a lot about you, your business, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thanks a lot, Anthony. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.